Hi, I'm Colin Chenant, CEO of Copper Tree Solutions, and I'm here with our VCIO, Matthew Hutchinson. And today we're going to be talking about business continuity versus disaster recovery planning. As I talk to business leaders every day, one of the questions that they ask is, you know, what's the difference between disaster recovery and business continuity planning? That's an excellent question, Colin. Disaster recovery and business continuity are close cousins. Having said that, there's some distinct differences. Business continuity are steps, processes, procedures, and technology that's put in place to overcome what we call sort of day-to-day issues that may occur that aren't disasters, but can seriously affect the business. Some examples of business continuity planning uh, are companies that have sophisticated VoIP systems uh, in place in order to save costs and gain functionality, but need to think about what happens when their internet connection goes down. That would be a business continuity issue. If no one can telephone me and I can't telephone out just because my internet connection's gone down, that can sometimes be a significant outage. So planning for business continuity involves things like if I have Teams VoIP, for example, for my VoIP system, is it going to work on everyone's cell phone when the internet eventually or inevitably goes down. Uh, Disaster recovery is is basically what it says. The event of a significant disaster, things like server failures, fires, uh, any kind of act of God that causes the need for a full recovery of the entire system. And disaster recovery planning usually involves order of operations in terms of what must come up first. Do we have detailed documentation for how to recover a system? What are our plans uh, in the event of a relocation disaster? For example, a building burns down. So disaster recovery is what it says, a full-on disaster, all hands on deck. We need to get the business back up. Business continuity is we're not in a disaster situation, but we need to plan for inevitable things that can occur, uh, such as working remotely during a pandemic or the internet going down and having a backup plan for phone systems. So what are some of the examples of things that people have in place to mitigate when disaster strikes? From a disaster recovery perspective, a documented disaster recovery plan is fairly critical. And that typically involves not just how we intend to restore systems, but the order with which they will be restored. And that's a business question that IT has to solve. So, for example, companies with fleets on the road would want their website functioning and and a dispatch system functioning first versus a company that does application development. They may want their repository of code up first before anything else. So the key here is to tie the business needs to the technology. So what does a disaster look like? What things do we need to get back up first? What can we live without for the short term if we need to, if anything? And what's most critical to us in the event of a disaster? So I guess maybe one way of looking at it is the disaster recovery planning is part of a broader business continuity plan that might cover, you know, a wider range of things rather than just the more narrow, you know, what to do in the event of a a server failure or something like that. Is that fair to say? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, A a single server failure is a business continuity issue. It's usually not uh, a significant crisis, certainly not a disaster in order to to get one server back up. Typically, when we design infrastructure, we allow for that business continuity relief versus a complete disaster, which is a significant event that requires a lot more resources in order to get things back. So what are some examples of disasters and, and maybe some things that can happen if you're not prepared and you haven't taken the time to, to make a plan? 
the most common disaster I think that businesses face is a ransomware situation where the entire system has been encrypted and, and essentially there's no more IT infrastructure left and running. And that's a fairly, I, I hate to say, it, but a fairly common disaster that we run across when we onboard new clients. People have gone through a ransomware situation. Without a plan in place in that case, typically there's just panic. Without a plan, no one's aware of what step one is, how we mitigate the situation on several different levels. There's there's a ransomware negotiation level. There's can we restore the hardware level? Are our backups encrypted? What are our choices? What are our options? So without a plan, a ransomware situation starts with a panic, and that's obviously not conducive to fixing the situation. With a plan, a ransomware situation involves a checklist of what are our options? Let's execute those options because we've already prioritized them and get the system back up as soon as we can. Other common disasters include physical disasters, like a fire in the building, for example. In that situation, sort of the same as ransomware in a sense that we need to rebuild the whole system. Some of the limitations there that need to be planned for is what physical hardware is available in order to restore the system onto. So a physical disaster is different from a ransomware. There are two different types of disasters, and they need two different recovery plans uh, in order to deal with each one. A less common one, but one that still occurs too frequently, is malicious activity from employees. So an employee that's been terminated and the process hasn't been done correctly and data is missing or deleted or lost. And that's another example of a potential disaster that companies need to mitigate against. So what kinds of plans exactly are we, are we talking about here? You know, we've talked kind of in general terms, you need to have a, a disaster recovery plan in place. What exactly does that look like? How do we put that in place? So the big pieces of a disaster recovery plan is, is start with what systems or what core systems do we consider to be core that are absolutely essential to run the business. Prioritizing them, sometimes a disaster recovery can take uh, days. And in that case, what do we need to get up first? What methodology are we going to go through in order to restore the information? In the case of a ransomware, we have other concerns during the recovery that, that need to be planned for. Uh, in the case of a physical disaster, like a fire in the server room, for example, then we need to have detailed plans in place for what is our emergency situation? How much can we get up? How quick can we get it up? And what physical resources do we need in order to make that happen? Businesses need to make plans for as many contingencies as possible, document those plans and have them ready so that the first step of a disaster is not panicking. It's taking out the disaster recovery plan, assessing the situation, and then beginning as soon as possible to execute on those plans. And a well-documented disaster recovery plan allows for the recovery to occur much quicker because everybody's executing the plan step by step. Yeah, I think it's important as you look at the plan, it's important to have thought the stuff through before you need it, right? You don't want to be making those decisions in the heat of the moment when there is a, some kind of a major disaster. But I think it's also important, one of the things that prevents people from putting these plans in place is it looks like it looks a little daunting. You know, it's, oh, it's going to take a lot of time. We're going to have to spend all this time thinking about all of our systems. I don't think it's as complicated as people think. You know, you don't need to have every last little step documented. But you, need, you need to have thought through the big things and, and made some decisions on how you would handle some of the bigger things. And it, it's probably not as, as daunting as some people think it is. 
Exactly, Colin. From an IT perspective, a disaster recovery plan would include things like rebuild the SQL server. It doesn't involve documenting all the steps because IT professionals already know how to accomplish that task by and large. It's just a matter of saying what big steps do we need to take and then relying on the on the experience and professionalism of the of the people doing the disaster recovery to be able to handle the tasks. So it doesn't take as long as most business leaders think it does. And you really need to rely on your technology provider to look at a disaster recovery plan that you either have or create one for you and make sure all of the big pieces are there. So as long as we have all the big pieces are there, um, we can we can perform the tasks um, in order to accomplish those. So in your capacity as the VCIO here at Coppertry and the work that you do with our clients, how exactly do you help them put some of these disaster recovery and business continuity plans in place? Well, the most important thing is to set expectations and to make sure the client understands the actions that are going to take place in a business continuity or a business interruption situation or a disaster recovery situation. One of the most common questions I ask is in the event of a disaster, what does getting back to on your feet look like to you? We get different answers. We get, well, I need to be up in an hour or I need to be up in 24 hours or a week or two days. And, and those are conversations that have to happen. And they're not technology conversations. They're the cost of being down conversations to a business. When we create a disaster recovery plan or, or we discuss business continuity issues, we need to rely on the business leader to tell us the impact on their business of each scenario that we go through. Uh, for example, when we install a VoIP system, we make sure we discuss, okay, when your internet goes down, what are we going to do in order to make sure phone calls still come through in some form? We ask them in a disaster situation, and usually uh, they look a little quizzical when I first mention a disaster, and I say, there's a fire in your server room, everything is gone, and we're starting from scratch. And what we work through there is a discussion over what are the most important systems that need to come back up again. We document those systems, and then we make sure that in our disaster recovery plan that we document for each client, we're recognizing those needs. So we're not restoring something that's least important to the client. We're restoring things in the order of the business need. And those conversations typically can, can be a little uncomfortable for clients because no one starts a business and, and begins wondering what's going to happen when my building burns down. Uh, the reality is we need to have plans for that. In most cases, the business continuity plans are far more likely to occur. Um, what happens if there's a, uh, you know, COVID's a great example. No one saw a pandemic coming. But in our case, Copper Tree, we simply work from home because we've already created a situation where the physical location of our staff doesn't affect our business continuity. And a lot of companies learned that the hard way in the last two years. Sending employees home requires them to have laptops, internet connections, VPNs, all sorts of technology needs to be in place to make it work smoothly. Although, you know, no one sat down and thought, what if there's a pandemic? It certainly brought home the idea of planning for the eventualities that might occur and making sure that when they do occur, uh, whether it's a business continuity issue or a disaster recovery issue, that we have a plan and we're executing it. Thanks for joining us as we discuss business continuity versus disaster recovery planning. To learn more, please visit our website at coppertreesolutions.ca.